0: Sourdough, it's like a meditation for me, it's getting my hands into the dough, feeling the dough, connecting with the earth, connecting with, I don't know, with the spirit, whatever you put (laughs) whatever, yeah. It helps me so much, it still does. And this is like, perhaps not the material point of sourdough, it's like more like a spiritual one.
1: This is The Sourdough Podcast, the show about the innovators, leaders, and creative trailblazers in our sourdough community and the stories behind the bread. On this episode of The Sourdough Podcast, Anita Schumer joins me to talk about her new book, Bread Art. Anita shares her beautiful journey as she celebrates a decade of baking sourdough and sharing it with the world. She tells us how sourdough has sustained her through hard times, about the lessons it's taught her, and we discuss the often understated spiritual side of baking. This is an interview a long time in the making, but worth the wait. You won't want to miss it. Shout out to our latest supporter of the podcast, Chase Harnett, over at the Hudson Oven. Chase, I love what you're doing out there in New York with your wood-fired oven and your sourdough scavenger hunts. Keep inspiring us with your beautiful bread, and thank you so much for listening to and supporting the podcast with your very generous donation. If you'd like a shout out on the podcast, head over to the thesourdoughpodcast.com and click on the support button in the top right-hand corner. With your donation in any amount, not only will it he be helping make the next episode of your favorite podcast possible, you'll get a shout-out on air for you or your bakery. So head over to our website now, and thanks for supporting the podcast. New music is here, folks! Get excited! You know his music from the podcast, and in fact, every tune you hear on the Sourdough Podcast is written, performed, and recorded by my favorite artist, Weston Perry. And he's got a new album coming out this winter. And depending on when you're listening, the very first single may have already dropped. It's been a long time coming, but I'm very excited to announce the first single from Weston Perry called Good to Be Alone. It will be released this Friday, January 28th. This will be the first single from the LP East to West, which will come out in due time. Much more to come from Weston in the coming weeks. So go check them out on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you download your music. And of course, you know we've got an exclusive, folks, right here at the end of the episode. So stay tuned after my interview with Anita for Good To Be Alone in its entirety. And now, here's my interview with Anita Schumer. My guest today is Anita Schumer. Anita's sourdough journey began in her home kitchen in Slovenia in 2012. Self-taught from books, websites, and blogs, Anita has gone on to write her own best-selling sourdough cookbooks and has hosted workshops in more than 10 countries around the world. She's accrued a massive online following, and her work has been featured by Food & Wine, Daily Mail, and Martha Stewart, just to name a few. She's joining me today to talk about her journey, as well as her newest book, Bread Art, that was released earlier this month. Anita, thank you so much for joining me t- this morning. It's, uh, it's evening here in California, bright and early in Slovenia. How, how are you doing?
0: Thank you, dear Michael, for the invitation. I'm super grateful to be here with you and, of course, with all the listeners. Um. Yeah, it's it's a great way to start my morning.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> to talk well, about sourdough.
1: Hey. Yes, a, a topic you're you're an expert in, a well versed in. Um, like I said, you're you're probably one of my most like requested guests over the last several years everybody's like when are you gonna have anita on i'm like we've been working on it we've been working on it so we we finally made it happen i'm excited to to finally get to to speak to you face to face or or computer to computer
0: (laughs) yeah thank you so much i think it's the right time right
1: yeah yes it was (laughs) was meant to be now (laughs) Mm -hmm. so you know as i do with a lot of my guests i i go back through kind of our instagram posts and kind of just You know, how long have we been messaging each other? And it's been at least a couple years uh, trying to make this interview happen. Um, I think I've definitely been following you longer than that, but you're one of those, like, first sourdough social media superstars. And, you know, I didn't really... But I didn't know much about your your background other than, like, these, you know, beautiful loves you were making and sharing and just everybody was loving. But um, I think it was in 20... Twenty, like spring of twenty twenty, I watched um, a short documentary. You know mm-hmm. the forgotten recipe, and uh, it was on YouTube, and that was kind of the first glimpse into kind of your story that I had had seen, and I was just really moved by it. I was just, it was it was really beautiful. It was very powerful, um, and. It, you know, it just showed me like how central a role sourdough has played in the last decade of your life. And mm-hmm. um, probably more than anybody I, I can think of, It's it's been that uh, fundamental or foundational, you know, in your life recently. Um, so it, it, anyway, it was, it was such a beautiful story and a great way to kind of learn about your story, your journey. And, and anyway, I was hoping maybe you could we could talk about that first. You can share a little bit about your journey and um, kind of where that all began for you.
0: Uh, actually, thank you. This uh, this short documentary is actually like a tribute to how I started uh, with sourdough. Uh, this in 2022, uh i'm celebrating the 10th anniversary yes <laughs> since
1: it's I came in
0: contact with sourdough <laughs> so basically 10 years ago in 2012 um my late husband had his uh gallbladder removed and uh i started searching for some other ways how to make delicious crusty bread without yeast because uh, the only bread he was able to eat was old bread stale bread uh crackers Ah, uh, because all other types of bread caused him bloatings, okay, and stomach issues. So uh, I searched the web, the web, the internet, uh, tried to find some other recipes like with um, sodium bicarbonate, uh, cream of tartar, uh, like mineral water, but none of these uh, raising me- meat meat uh, gave that puffy, nice bread with delicious crust and perhaps bread that would stay at least two days good
2: yeah because
0: usually the next day that kind of bread starts to crumble or is more dense Mm -hmm. but yeah so no no um no none of those means gave that beautiful bread we were used to eat because i have to tell you i haven't baked bread before
1: yeah, okay. So you were new to baking.
0: I was new to baking. Uh, I loved making cakes, uh, cookies, etc. And cooking, of course, but no bread. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, yeah, then I somehow, uh, I think I searched the web, found some recipes, uh, how to make sourdough starter. I think I then ordered also the Chad Robinson's Bible. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, member, okay. That were stumbled upon my first issue because... Uh, our flowers here in Slovenia don't soak up that much water.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Instead of getting nice dough, I got pancake better.
1: <laughs> well, everybody gets a pancake, you know, with their first sourdough loaf.
0: <laughs> but, you know, my first sourdough, it didn't survive. It just died on me. <laughs> I didn't, know. perhaps I wasn't too persistent. Who knows this persistency. This is something that sourdough teaches you, right?
2: Yeah, <laughs> for but sure. Then,
0: yeah. I I went to a local farmer, Miller, and uh, he has a stone mill. Wow. So I bought some rye flour.
1: How is, local is this? Like in your it's town?
0: Like, yeah, this is like uh, seven, eight kilometers. Wow. That's super local, right? Wow. That's amazing. I mean, the whole Slovenia could be considered like, uh, as local. Uh-huh. Because from one side to the other side we have like three hundred kilometers, uh-huh. or three hundred fifty. Okay,
1: uh-huh.
0: like that. But still, <laughs> so that's
1: we don't have that here in the U.S. Like a a local mill in every city. You know,
0: mm, you're it's really quite lucky. Common here, yeah. So I'm lucky and grateful for that. Uh, but then when I started mixing that sourdough, I remembered because I, I used to live with my grandmother in the first three years of my childhood and uh, she had a farm and she would grow her own wheat and she would have a meal and a wood fire oven and she baked and wow. of course she baked with sourdough that's and, amazing uh, she would reserve a small portion of the dough and uh, dry it and save it for the next time so but that memory came into my head uh, I don't know like twenty four years ago, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was just it was, waiting.
0: Yeah, it was just to be activated, yeah. like like a sourdough starter. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, then my second sourdough star, second sourdough starter, survived. And Rudel, I named him Rudel.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like a sturdy guy who who's always ready to raise the dough. Uh
2: huh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so actually, my husband and I gave him a name together and that's you know giving a name to your yourself or starter is somehow like it it helps you to reconnect with him or yeah. her, whatever the name is
2: uh-huh.
0: and uh you personify it and you take better care of him or her. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: so the, uh, yeah uh this is how i started out of love yeah uh then everything rests uh, the rest somehow evolved on its own and perhaps so I started traveling, uh, giving uh, sourdough workshops across the globe.
1: Well, now before you said, I mean, before you started this whole journey, like were there? I know you—you you kind of were self-taught. Were there like particular books or blogs or or Instagram account or somebody that uh, really guided you in particular that you remember following along with? Um,
0: as I said, um, I'm more the book type. Okay. I can't remember where I found the recipe for the sourdough, uh, but when I I first joined Instagram in 2016, which means four years after I started baking, uh, because in 2016, I was invited to the sourdough library in Belgium by Carl yeah, the sourdough librarian. And that was like a huge turning point for me because uh, I think we were 13 from across the world. Some were professional bakers, some even had their own schools. Um, for example, uh, Vanessa was there, Kimbo
2: mm-hmm.
0: from the Sardo school. Then we had William Wu uh, from Asia, uh, Johan Ferran from Spain, uh, Guy Frankel, Cure mm-hmm. Bread. USA, um, also from uh, Sweden, Manfred and uh, Bisham, of course, was there too. Bisham, Bisham. yeah. Yes, uh, and some of us were amateur bakers. Okay. But I think the first time we were there three days, and we, we bonded over sourdough. We could, I mean, we could literally talk sourdough like twenty-four-seven. We could bake, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and it's like, <gasps> like. Huge revelation for me. So inspired. I have to share my passion. I have to share my knowledge. Yeah. And when I came back, I opened my profile on Instagram and I started sharing the photos there because before that, I shared them in the perfect sourdough group. Of course, Teresa was oh, there okay. too.
1: i was wondering how he how did he find you if you weren't on instagram
0: yeah he found me in the perfect sourdough group where i passionately posted my decorated so you
1: you're a facebooker and then before instagram okay yeah you're old school (laughs) (laughs) as far as as sourdough instagram accounts you know that was it was so interesting i remember you know the same, almost the same, uh, path as you, like kind of, uh-huh. you know, fi- you know, 2013, 2014, you know, mm-hmm. starting to bake for the first time and then looking for all these uh, outlets and how do I learn more about this and just checking out everything online. And, and like, I think, you know, um, there's like a, more of like a, it's like a, a blog online, like the perfect, not, not Maurizio's, but it was, um, uh-huh. What's that other one? I just a bi- a bunch of bakers online with. You yeah, know.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I was on there. I was on Facebook. Yeah. And then again, you yeah, also did, th- you know, Instagram eventually because you got to, you know, I got to show everybody your, your progress. And <laughs> so.
0: And to inspire. Yeah. Right? I mean, sharing and inspiring. It's always mutual. You always learn. You learn by giving.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it was such a fun little community back then because it was, it felt really small and intimate and like it felt like you could just kind of reach out and talk to anybody and like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, give each other encouragement and like say, Oh, you know, what, what did you do here? What was your hydration on this loaf? And, and what equipment <laughs> did you use? But yeah, it felt very, it was a kind of, it felt much smaller, you know, back in the 2016, Six 2015, years ago. yeah. <laughs> kill so long ago now but so that's so you got your start there you got you went you went out and hung out with Carl at the sourdough library you you came back and you were just it sounds like you were on fire
0: I was I was uh, on sourdough (laughs) (laughs) full speed ahead yes so then in uh, in 2017 I published the first Slovenian book on sourdough exclusively devoted more than 300 pages uh, it's called the Drojo Mania or and okay. it's also in English it's available in English as Sourdough Mania.
1: Is this the one you sent me the yes, Engli- th- the English version? One, okay. Is
0: this one? Yes.
1: Thank you so much for sending me this. You're by most the way. welcome. <laughs> this one came out 2020 in, in English. Yes, right?
0: Yes, 2020. Mm-hmm. We had some uh, issues with delivery, yeah, but so I sent it to you. <laughs>
1: But you, so this was out in 2017. Wow. Just, I mean, that was very fa- quick. Yes. You really hit, hit the ground running as we say out here. Yeah. I think yeah. I
0: started uh, here in Slovenia, a real bread revolution. Yeah. Or evolution.
1: Evolution. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of breads are, are traditional? I meant to ask you that in Slovenia, You say you started this revolution. What, what's kind of the traditional Slovenian bread style?
0: Mm. So the region where, where I live now is very famous for its traditional rye bread. Okay. Which is, of course, made with sourdough. Mm-hmm. This, that's why sourdough has been best preserved here in Carantia. It's, uh, it's near the Austrian border. And uh, because uh, rye needs acidification mm. by sourdough. So, uh, local farmers still bake uh, rye sourdough bread, but mostly the majority of them add a little bit of yeast just mm-hmm. to make sure and to uh, shorten the fermentation time. So, uh, yeah, rye bread is very traditional, yeah. Okay, then also like buckwheat, buckwheat oh. bread
1: mm-hmm.
0: or corn bread. 30 to 40 percent of uh buckwheat or corn wow uh then we have of course some sweet lavender it's potica. this is like the most famous slovenian treat it's like a brioche dough
1: Mm, okay
0: filled with uh walnut filling yum Then rolled then you have that nice uh, spiral in in the middle Uh uh-huh and uh, you can also make that with sourdough. And that, that sounds delicious it's super delicious really nice and fluffy then you can also make it with poppy seed filling or with tarragon and cottage cheese Ooh. or with wa- walnuts yeah walnuts and hazelnuts mm-hmm. so basically and you can also have some uh, like savory fillings so but is like the queen here in Slovenia. yum
1: i love walnut in on in my breads but i i've i've not really done much brioche or so enrich you have a joe's
0: recipe in the book you know you have the recipe in the book All for right. the okay. and also for like uh also uh, brioche buns with mm-hmm. uh jam
1: yeah i saw that one mm-hmm.
0: uh oh one also very traditional uh bread uh that's usually baked uh in the christmas time is the fruit bread mm. you soak fruit a lot of fruit and nuts, since it's, uh, like four weeks before, uh, Christmas.
1: Okay.
0: You do it. You do that with in rum. Oh. So, but I also like to add a little bit of orange juice. That's my addition.
1: Like, a it's, I mean, it almost sounds like a, a panettone, panettone Yeah.
0: No, no. It's more dense.
1: Oh, more. De- okay.
0: Yeah. It's like heavy, but so aromatic and yeah. it keeps so well. Be, um, could be because of all the alcohol that's in um,
1: sourdough as well traditionally or
0: yeah 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 this I mean, one
1: okay
0: all bread that was leavened before i don't know mm-hmm. the invention of yeast was baked at sourdough here
1: mm-hmm. so but yeah. you but you say you kind of start th- this revolution now what so these mm-hmm. like kind of i, I guess what do you call them like french style like uh yeast or a uh, sourdough country loaf style that was not Is that what you're talking about when you kind of started a new trend or something? Is that not Uh, as uh, common where you're from?
0: uh, I would say that uh, the use of sourdough was almost forgotten here in Slovenia, Mm. in the mainstream.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, there were some farmers, but now if you go to the streets and ask someone, have you heard about sourdough? I think uh, eight from eight, seven people out of 10 would say yes. Oh, now, mm-hmm. before that, before, I don't know. I mean, when my book came out in th- 2017, or even before, when you, I was talking to people about sourdough, they were like, what? What's that? <laughs> you crazy? You wait 24 hours? To get breath? <laughs> yeah, they laugh at me. But now? I mean, a lot of people do sourdough because it's so healthy, because it's so delicious. And because it's also, for me, it's like meditation.
1: Yeah. Well, it's interesting because when you're part of the world, you have such a rich history of bread making and rye and sourdough culture uh, whereas over here in California, like when nothing's really old over here, you know, we don't we don't have old things to be honest, and you know, so sourdough is is this we have this really strong connotation with like the Gold Rush of you know the eighteen fifties mm-hmm. and and so there's a very strong you know connotation with like San Francisco, mm-hmm. yep. but it's more of like a, a considered a flavor, you know, and not like a a, a method or a, how you made it or just like the original way of making bread. It's more of, mm-hmm. I think most people before maybe it kind of became more mainstream in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years. Um, yeah. thought it had, at least on the West coast, you know, had a more of like a California, San Francisco con mm-hmm. concept come up when you said sourdough. So it's interesting how, how those traditions and, and cultures have if kind of, you know, as time has progressed, you know, um, the, the old ways of making bread have been forgotten or, or just remembered differently. And so mm-hmm. it sounds, it sounds like you, yeah, I, I, people, people like you, Anita, who have just, you know, found new ways to share this bread have really like reawakened people's memories to like, Oh yes, this is how my grandma used to make bread or, yeah. and so, well, so when you started sharing this, when did, when did you realize you kind of like uh we're doing something special, kind of stumbled on something that people were, you know, excited about. I mean, it seems like you kind of exploded at it all of a sudden, like as far as followers and, and people were just like really into it.
0: I think that might have been so. After I came back from Belgium from the sourdough library, yeah, uh, where we, the 13 of us, became like the ambassadors of sourdough. Mm because there's also web uh, online initiative uh, like the quest for sourdough
2: mm-hmm. so
0: everyone from around the world can register their own starter online and perhaps one day it will end up in the real library in san pit like Marudel did <laughs> he, he has been there since
2: 2019 wow
0: uh, under the number 125, <laughs> 125. Yes. So I have an analysis, what's inside. And I've always, I've always known he's a very special one. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, so definitely after I started my Instagram and I started sharing there and some of the videos then got viral. So they were shared by Business Insider, Daily Mail, uh, Unilad, Sport Panda, and some, uh, oh, also Marta Stewart. Yeah. She shared Pumpkin uh-huh that looked like real pumpkin in in the midst of winter <laughs> so yeah uh i love being creative mm. with sourdough oh. i love the artistic version like bread as art art as bread as uh yeah applied art
1: yeah it's it's interesting because you, you say you, know, you went to the sourdough library kind of you know you were really new to the to the scene if you will and and you just kind of met all these uh like-minded people and doing the same thing similar interests and it sounded like that was a real jumping off point and so you you had that like Instant, so kind of sourdough community, you know, that's been growing and growing, and growing. But that kind of seemed like that was kind of the the starting point for you. And um, I noticed, like, um, I mean, you seem to be one of those people again that are just kind of at the center of, every, you know, you seem to know uh, everybody seems to know you, Anita, in our little sourdough world. And uh, many of them have been uh, guests on my podcast, like uh, Kristen Dennis, oh, yeah, Car- I love- Carl, Carl <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: Bisham. Hannah uh-huh. de la Cruz and the, I noticed they're all, they all gave endorsements to your new, uh, Brett art book, which I thought was so cool of them. Um, you talked a little bit about your experience with Carl already. I was going to get into that. Uh, you beat me to it, but, um, <laughs> I was going to ask you, other than this was a, a, a question I asked Carl when he was a guest, I, I what, you know, sourdough, um, Tell me what's how sourdough baking has played. um, Let me, let me say that again. Sourdough baking has played such a meaningful role in your life. It's clear to see that, you know, um, especially, Mm -hmm. knowing your story, why do you think sourdough is so important and worth going to such great lengths to preserve, to share with other people?
0: Mm hmm. Uh, yes sourdough has definitely transformed my life has definitely transformed myself how i feel how i uh i don't know how how i uh, because you know in 2019 when we filmed the short documentary uh three four months after that my husband passed away Mm So if it weren't for sourdough, I probably I don't know how I would have survived because I've baked every day. Yeah. And uh, sourdough, as I as I told you, it's it's like a meditation for me. It's getting my hands into the dough, feeling the dough, connecting with the earth, connecting with I don't know with the spirit, whatever you put. It. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, yeah. And, um, it has helped me so much. It still does. Mm -hmm. And this is like, perhaps not the material point of sourdough. It's like more like a spiritual one. Uh, so
1: we don't talk really a a lot about that. I think on the podcast or maybe in general, you know, like the spiritual side of that, you know, I think a lot of people really do connect to it in, in a spiritual way and, uh, Certainly it's a meditative process for a lot of people. I know that, but you know, uh,
0: Oh yeah. Um, just recently I've been thinking about that because, you know, bread as the physical object is the food for our body, but the process of making bread is food for our soul.
1: Mm, Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's interesting. You know, I, I, I've thought about it a lot too, you know, as a, as a Christian, I think about, you know, uh, death, burial, resurrection, you know, that's like, that's the gospel in so many words and, mm-hmm. and, and bread, we're getting real spiritual here all of a sudden, <laughs> Anita, <laughs> but bread, it's you know, needed. when you think about it, it's, it does, it does all of those things, you know, the the grain is, is picked, it's killed, it's, it's ground, yeah. it comes back to life with sourdough, it's killed you know it dies again in the oven <laughs> it comes back but to it's life for us and then it's just yeah exactly so there's a very spiritual side to bread baking and and uh it's not lost on me um it uh, certainly sounds like it's been a, a, a very important part mm-hmm. of your experience as well
0: very important yeah. i couldn't i couldn't live without sardo.
1: I wanted to take a quick break from our interview to thank the main sponsor of the podcast, Wire Monkey, creator of the original UFO bread line. Wire Monkey makes the highest quality bread scoring tools and accessories that you've undoubtedly seen in the hands of bakers throughout our sourdough community. Whether you are into intricate scoring and stenciling the likes of At The Gem The Color or At Oak City Sourdough, or you're just looking for a dependable, easy-to-use, ergonomic bread lamb, Wire WireMonkey has what you are looking for. I use mine every time I bake. WireMonkey has several LOM styles. They even have a sourdough podcast version in walnut that helps support the podcast with every purchase. So go to thewiremonkey.com to buy yours online or find a reseller in your country. Now, back to the show. What are some, maybe some of the biggest lessons you've learned Um maybe over the last decade f- about sourdough or, or maybe that sourdough has taught you, uh,
0: definitely persistence. Mm. So you don't give up if you don't mm-hmm. succeed in the first run, <laughs> um, patience as well. Yeah. Um, uh, resilience too, I think. And then, uh, that if your sourdough starter is well. Everything is well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. Yes.
0: Uh, don't even start baking if your sourdough is not in top shape. Because everything else will just get <laughs> messy. Okay. <laughs> or it won't rise or it will get sour or no, no. no, So take care of your sourdough starter as your holy grail. Definitely. <laughs> Put all your love, attention, and time into it. I mean, but...
1: <laughs> I skipped over a listener question um, I meant to ask you earlier, but it's from uh, at Josh underscore RNR. He wanted to know what, what your favorite part of the process is. What's your favorite part of making sourdough? If if you could pick one. All
0: right. I need to pick? <laughs> I can't pick because, you know, I, I love all the steps. When I... First, when I eat my sourdough starter... I love to try it. I love to taste it oh, okay. and I smell it and then I just, I see immediately how he feels like. <laughs> and then I like, I like to watch. I'm going to have to try
1: that. I haven't. I don't do that.
0: You don't? Okay. I don't taste I it. Always, no. I always, a little. Sometimes uh-huh. I pour a little bit of water in my glass and then I mix it up, then I drink it. Okay. <laughs> It's a uh, nice, uh, how to put it, a lot. Uh, I mean, it makes um,
1: sense. Yeah. Yeah,
0: a lot of microorganisms in there, right?
1: There's a lot you and can it, you can pick up on from flavor, it, you
0: know. Yeah. So when I, then I mix the dough, I like the touch of dough in my hands, and then when the dough starts rising, doubling, then the shaping, and again proofing, and then comes the scoring yeah. or bread art, which is, I think that's, for me, it's a very important part of mm-hmm. the, of the process yeah. Then of course the creative thing, side, create, Oh yeah. You can unleash your creative potential
2: mm-hmm.
0: on bread. It's like a <laughs> canvas
2: for sure. Canvas
0: screen. So you can either, but we can get to that later, right with the bread art book. Yeah. <laughs> But and then when the bread is baking, this is my television. I stand there, I bake on a pizza steel, mm-hmm. and I have like a very nice oven with steam injection.
1: Ooh, fancy!
0: Yes, <laughs> and then in the first 15 minutes, the most action happens there. Yeah. So, I'm like. Hoo-hoo! see i'm just
1: i'm just nervous up until that point because you know i don't know if my dough is active enough i don't know if it was in the refrigerator long enough so i'm just i have a lot of anxiety up until it's in the oven and then once i get that first that first peek through the little window i could see that it's rising and then i could feel a little bit of uh relief (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: so you know i don't watch television so that's why uh my oven is my TV. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) I think that's, you're onto something there, Anita. No TV, just sourdough vision. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes. No TV, no radio. Uh, I'm cutting down on social media. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think through sourdough, I've started reconnecting with myself. Hmm. listening to myself listening to my body you could also say listening to yourself yeah and we are getting there again <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm i'm i love it i'm all about it um we you know so we've talked about yeah we've talked about kind of your social media moment and kind of just that growth and sharing it with lots of people things that you've learned uh, what, what do you think about why do you think it's been such a well, when you think about where we are right now in our culture, I know you've you've said you've kind of started to unplug a little bit from news and all that stuff, but when you think about what's going on in our world, uh maybe COVID or or technology, social media, why do you think this moment we're in right now why do you think sourdough is kind of uh having another uh wave of interest renaissance yes it, it kind of goes in waves i i feel uh mm-hmm. why do you think this particular moment is um brought an, uh, up another one
0: uh i would say one of the positive sides <laughs> of the covid situation is definitely that the revival of sourdough mm. because last year uh, with the first wave here in Slovenia with the shutdowns, lockdowns, uh, so many people, of course, they stay, we stayed at home, and uh, they started baking sourdough because there was no commercial yeast. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, that was like a real sourdough mania there. <laughs> I mean, I sent so many packages of my rudel out across Slovenia. Yeah. And, of course, I have a Slovenian group. On Facebook, and in two months, the amount of members has increased by one thousand oh, sorry, ten thousand people. Wow, it's, it was sour-tastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, when you shut down the possibilities to buy something. Mm. We get creative, inventive, and we turn to the old ways. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, people in the past, I mean, they had no shops. They're like, mm, let's say, mm. uh, and they made everything on their own. Just like on my grandma's farm. Mm-hmm. So she had everything. She grew her wheat and ripe, milled it into flour baked bread because she had her old sourdough and the, how do you say that was uh what is the word uh when you take care of everything on your own on yeah
1: self-sustaining or
0: yes that's that's the word self-sustainability right yeah
1: mm-hmm. exactly for sure
0: so I am so grateful that I can go here in my local area. I live in a, a small town, about 15,000 people, with the suburbs, so it's nice, cozy, beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I can go to a farmer, I can go to a miller, wow. and uh, I buy from them vegetables, um, flour, or I get my flour shipped from another organic farmer, miller, that he lives about 150 kilometers here from me, but uh, he ships flour across Slovenia, so. Wow,
1: very, you're very lucky. I wish we had something like that. You know, it's that's that's kind of one of the things we keep talking about on this podcast is local grain economies. And and that's something mm-hmm. that's not as common out here in, in the United States or in California. It's just like that having that access to, locally grown grains we kind of we kind of you know in the u.s we kind of do all of the big it's very uh centralized and so we have you know all of the grain is grown in the midwest and we ship it in and it's just, you know it's very um industrial and but so is
0: the climate not appropriate for growing grains or? The, cli-
1: the climate's perfect here you know it's very mediterranean dry in the, in the summer but wet in the winter you know very much like the fertile crescent area where they grow a lot of those original you know grains and so it's it's you know it's something that's slowly picking up here in california but you know i it's a dream of mine to have a a mill in town where i can go and and you know i have a farmer who's growing some of my grain for my cottage bakery right now Mm -hmm. and and we, we, me and him talk about, you know, oh, what, what's it going to take for us to get a mill, you know, and so we can get some of this fresh ground flour and
0: just... Mm, it smells uh, amazing when you mill fresh. I mean, when you mill grain.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, it's like, oh, it's like a perfume. I mm-hmm. have a, a small coma mill. Yeah, and, me uh, too. Yeah, and then the farmers send me grains and I... It's like, oh, I don't drink coffee. I like the smell of uh, freshly ground coffee, and I love the smell of fresh ground.
1: Yes. Coffee. <laughs> so it's we've had a, a, a interesting few years with COVID. This, but of course, this is when you you your English book came out, sourdough mania came out. You've got a new book coming out uh, on sourdough art. Um, it's your it's kind of your moment. You, didn't, you know, obviously, you didn't plan it to be your moment with uh, COVID. Um, but it, you know, you're, you're getting your, your books out there. You're, you have work, sh- sh- workshops going on. You've had workshops in the last in, in, in 10 countries. I, have, I don't
0: online, know. I have online courses now. So
1: yeah, probably you're probably not traveling a lot these days, but, um, you've had three bestseller books, including, uh, the title for breast, best bread book in the world. By Gourmand World cookbooks, um, mm-hmm. so you it seem, you're you're. I just get the impression that you're a teacher. You love to teach, and it's a that's also another passion for you. And so,
0: yes.
1: uh, I was <laughs> curious. What, what's your favorite part about teaching?
0: Uh, I have to tell you that by profession, I'm a teacher.
1: Oh, you are okay. I was I was wondering <laughs> what you did before all of this.
0: Yeah, before that, uh, I taught in school.
1: Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense.
0: And then after that, I, uh, started translating some from English, German, to Slovenian, and then came sourdough. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so yeah, the, the first book was awarded as the best bread book in the world by the gourmand.
1: That's incredible. Congratulations.
0: Thank you. Um, it was in 2019, I think, uh, so one year after that, the book came out in English. And also it's also available in German. verrückt nach Zauertijk. Also in Dutch. Passi um, And in... for uh, And in in French. Levant uh, passement.
1: I'll take your word for it.
0: Creation too. In Croatian through the first book.
1: Uh-huh. Then
0: uh, uh yeah, then yeah, after my husband died I started writing my second book. And uh, um there it's a lot of recipes in there. It's not available yet in English, but in French, Croatian and Dutch and
2: mm-hmm.
0: German too. No <laughs> I um but actually you know the third book I wrote which was published in print in Slovenia in December of last year. Uh, this book was actually on my mind since 2016. Okay. Because uh, at that time, when I started with Sourdough, I think there were but a few accounts who were devoted to bread art. Mm-hmm. Very few.
1: Yeah. And, but the people who were doing it, like it's, it, it struck a chord. Like people were very interested in it and wanted to replicate it and try it. And Uh,
0: this is also why my bread caught so much attention from the media because it was different because it was beautiful. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: That's why the videos got viral. Uh, So yeah, that book was on my mind since then, but you know, I, I couldn't, publish a book here in Slovenia on bread art at that time, because first I had to talk about sourdough, yeah. how you make sourdough, how you make sourdough bread. Then the second book gave even more recipes on sourdough, like for cookies, for desserts, for, uh, for like creams, etc. Mm-hmm. fermenting grains and so on. So when, once you have the contents you can give it a shape. Does that yeah, make sense?
1: Totally, I yeah, lay the groundwork by teaching people how to make it, and now it seems like the timing to, is right.
0: Yeah, how to, to, to decorate it.
1: Yeah, and how to just um, let your creative side f- go.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, because the third book, the bread art book, is not only for those of us who bake with sourdough, because all the techniques in the book can also be used for yeah. Easter bread. However, uh, I've incorporated in the book also some, let's say, uh, initiatives that some um, that people might start baking with sourdough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and if they're interested, you have a book for them. S- sourdough Mania. <laughs> you have some content available if they're interested.
0: Yeah, of course. Just by, by chance. I know the, the bread. So in Slovenia, it was published in printed form, but now it's available in English also as an ebook,
1: ebook. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, It's like a bundle. So you you get the ebook more than 200, 216 pages on bread art with five techniques. And then you also have, get like 90 minutes of videos.
1: I saw that that's a lot of content, like a lot of instruction.
0: Yes, there are 25 videos, uh, 20 videos on uh, decorating loaves with stencils, uh, painting on dough, uh, toppings with seeds and like different types of ornaments. Uh, Then dough ornaments. Then we have like a very large, extensive chapter on uh, scoring, of course. Yeah. Then we also have uh, uh, beautifying with dough ornaments and with uh dried flowers and uh now
1: did i see something about paints you you're doing painting of the loaves
0: yes this is something i started i don't know 2016 or something or 17 17 i think
1: but this Um, is in the in the book right
0: that yeah that's in the book so i either you can uh, paint on the dough or on the baked bread okay so we have two options and I go very into the detail. What can you use before? What you can you use after? I almost always use natural coloring. Mm-hmm. So this is something I would suggest to use after bake, okay. if you want to keep the colors. But if you're uh, into artificial colors, which are but but stronger, of course, you can, of course, paint the dough, and the color will remain intact. So there's a lot of tips and tricks a lot of material
1: it looks like there. a lot of fun a really f- especially for the creative baker, because I know we would talk about this too is like so when you come to sourdough a lot of people come from it like a very uh, mathematical or uh mm-hmm. engineering type mindset and then we have the the creative people and there's I feel like I'm in the middle somewhere but this this okay. book is like it seems like it's made for the creative types and like just to unleash your creative side on, on to sourdough, so.
0: Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, you get a lot of, uh, also, there's also a special chapter for more bread inspiration. I love to play with, uh, I love workplace.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I've noticed that about you, Anita.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I've contacted a few of my favorite uh, bread art accounts on Instagram, and I asked them if I can share their pictures mm. in that chapter. Mm-hmm. So I also thank the all, there were more than 30 people on wow. Instagram. Uh, so I can share their artworks there. That's cool. Uh, it's like paying tribute to them and also introducing them to a larger, uh, I don't know, larger audience. audience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another, my uh, my second listener question was from Rad's Little kitchen he wanted to know and i'm sure this is something you go into in detail in the book but he wanted to know or he said uh how do you start doing decorative scoring and stenciling on bread i'd love to but i have no clue i think he's like you know what are some of the basic tools maybe um you need to get started um
0: oh that's a very good question uh there's in detail because with every technique in the book in the ebook i go into all the tools you need all the ingredients you need, uh, all the techniques, I mean like the methods, the steps to get there. Uh, so uh, but the chapter on scoring is the most extensive chapter in the whole book in the whole book. I think there are more than 40, 45 pages just wow. on scoring. <laughs> wow. There are also 20 tutorials for the whole five techniques. So step by step in pictures, nine pictures, nine descriptions, all the tools you need for each procedure. And so um, I would say start with stenciling. Uh, I mean, all the tutorials that are in the book are, uh, how to put it, they are marked with uh, like uh, icons. So you can see this one is uh, like for beginners. This one is more advanced and also for what kind of dough they are most appropriate for. okay so definitely start with stenciling uh, you can also use I don't know some kind of lace at home if you have
2: mm-hmm.
0: or dollies put it on the on the canvas or on your dough of course and then you dust it I prefer uh, white wheat flour some use also rice flour because it's more thermos stable I think okay. So, or you can also use cocoa powder to dust. Use a tea strainer with a very fine mesh.
1: Yes, people, I've seen some such amazing videos, like just the detail you're able to get with a stencil. And I'm always amazed when I see, especially around like the holidays, like it seems like people really go all out with their decorative loaves mm -hmm. on the holidays. So,
0: But actually, you know, a beautiful decorated loaf is a gift that uh, everyone loves there are no dust gathers there <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
0: it's uh, eaten you can bring it every time you go to someone's place
1: it's a great party favor uh, yeah
0: yes so definitely bread is uh the i i consider it as the best gift ever mm-hmm. and if it's decorated well <laughs> who can resist the beauty?
1: Yeah. uh looking bread well anita i want to let you get back to your morning you it sounds like this is uh a, a work of of love that you've you've put a lot of uh, um of your heart into and you're excited to share and so you're kind i think you you said something about we can get a ten percent discount for any for my listeners. We'll, we'll get some. We'll get some sort of code going, and we'll we'll share That's that perfect. with my audience, and and um, put that on on the my Instagram, and so people can get a ten percent discount on the ebook. Um, which again, it's I mean, for the price of an ebook, it sounds like you get a lot of online yeah. tutorials, <laughs> and if it's anything like Sourdough Mania, it's got a lot of great uh, pictures and illustrations, Ooh, yeah. and so.
0: Mm-hmm. You're uh, you're a great teacher. I have to tell you that uh, since I started writing books, I donate a percentage of the income also to charities. So from this uh, bread art ebook, uh, one euro of each book sold, I mean, or the bread art bundle sold, mm-hmm. goes to a children charity, who helps traumatized children uh, to overcome their traumas.
1: That's great. That's, that's really awesome. And I saw that as well. And so that's a that's another, you know, reason to, uh, to buy this book. If you didn't have enough already, um, that's really cool of you to do that. So, uh, well, Anita, what's next for you? Are you, uh, you got another book in the works or have you ever, have you ever uh, thought about a brick and mortar or starting a bakery of your own?
0: Not exactly. I love the teaching side of sourdough. I like traveling the world. Yeah. Uh, what's next? So I have also two courses in English. Uh, one is for bread and the other one is for pizza. and of course it's like the bread art ebook is also like an e-course because uh, when you uh, when you click the code uh, in the ebook it takes you to the corresponding to the matching video on my website, you have to be logged in, of course. So when okay. you're logged in, after the purchase, you get the, all the links and you just log in and then you can check everything. And besides the videos, you also get like a gift card. You can print and you can also, of course, um, tie them on oh, your cool. beautifully decorated looks. <laughs> ah,
1: so, so you got you got a couple more- uh... Treats. Three, three, two or three more uh, tutorials coming out soon.
0: Yeah. I mean, the online courses are all already there. Okay. Available. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. The, uh, the bread and the pizza, these are oh, already cool. there, but okay. I, I haven't talked about that.
1: All right. Well, so far, so. the word's out, word's out, um, okay. <laughs> well, I, I know it, it's not the best time for traveling, but you got plans to, to travel soon to do more, uh, workshops.
0: I mean, I was invited to Canada. I mean, last year I had like a whole Asia tour planned for a month and a
2: half—Malaysia,
0: <laughs> Bangkok, oh, no. <laughs> Thailand. But okay, I think when the time is right, I can proceed with traveling again. Yeah, uh, I'm. To- I was talking also to Javi from Vituperio, Bret in uh, in the USA. So I might—I don't know—this year or perhaps next year. Let's see
1: yeah
0: i haven't been to the states
1: you haven't been well you got to get out here you got to come to california
0: i would love to do that also because the guy franco he's also Uh uh, he's from
1: i think he's in la no he's in la yeah
0: Yeah, he's in la
1: all right well i'm up closer to san francisco but i'll come i'll come see you if you're ever out here (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Anita. Well, hey, thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast. I'm so glad we finally made it happen. And just thank you uh, for doing what you do, for just sharing your passion for bread with everybody and uh, just being being yourself and just sharing your story and, and your love uh, for bread with everybody in, in such a unique and, and meaningful way. So it's been so thank great you. talking with you.
0: Thank you so much, dear Michael. And um, let's make the world a better place together. Yes,
1: let's do it. Thanks for listening. The Sourdough Podcast is produced by Michael Hilburn and edited by Caleb Sexton. All music is by Weston Perry. Thanks again to our main sponsor of this episode, Tyler at the Wire Monkey Shop. You can find music and products by clicking on links in the show notes of this episode and be sure to head over to sourdoughpodcast.com where you can find exclusive recipes from our guests as well as cookbook and gear recommendations, previous episodes, and more. If you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and be sure to tell a couple bread friends. You can also support the podcast by purchasing a Sourdough Podcast t-shirt, coffee mug, or UFO LOM at the backslash shop. Thanks, and we'll see you again next time.